0: Baker Mayfield, not going to be a San Francisco 49er. He was claimed off waivers by the rival Los Angeles Rams. What that means for the 49ers going forward with Brock Purdy. And maybe the window's still open for Jimmy Garoppolo to return. And maybe even Trey Lance Mm -hmm. on today's Locked On 49ers.
1: You are Locked On 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast part of the Locked On podcast network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome to Locked On 49ers Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always on this Winky Wednesday episode joined in just one second by our good buddy Nicholas Winkler. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can already see him on the screen. You know he's coming. I do want to let everybody know though that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props and odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts welcome to another winky wednesday episode here on locked on 49ers thanks for making us your first listen on the locked on podcast network your team every day and now let's bring on today's esteemed guest
1: nicholas winkler come on down
0: wink what'd you say uh, when all of a sudden number 13 trots onto the field for the san francisco 49ers and not only that rookie seventh round pick the last pick in the NFL
1: draft Mr. Irrelevant leads him to victory can't believe it yeah that's about right you know if you watch the play I mean you could see it snap right you could see Jimmy's foot and you're like oh that's not it good not that that's him. gonna be bad yeah you knew you knew something was wrong and he wasn't gonna be back and then you know Purdy comes out and you're like okay keep, Kyle's gonna keep it simple right he's gonna be he's gonna really let this guy you know run the ball and short passes and then he started to open things up a little bit later and he looked serviceable, right? He looked like a guy that understands the system. I mean, to me, that's the biggest thing in a Kyle Shanahan system. Is like, do you know where guys are going to be? Do you know the, you know, do you know the play calls? Do you know the audibles? Do you know all that stuff? And he looked like he got it. I mean, this is a guy who beat out Sutfeld, right? Going into the season, they wanted Nate Sutfeld to be that back, they gave him a bunch of money, and, and Purdy beat him. So he looked good. I mean, he didn't look great. He didn't have a whole lot of zip on the fastball, but he he was very confident. You know, you love the swagger too. He's got he's talking trash. Like that's what you want in your quarterback. Yeah, the the confidence yeah, exactly. and
0: and I would say being prepared. That's huge yeah. for Kyle Shanahan. And they probably saw that early in him. And I'm sure a lot of it was through the draft process. There's a reason the 49ers likes. Brock Purdy and made him a a draft selection even though you know maybe quarterback wasn't the most obvious thing for the 49ers to take uh anywhere in the draft even if it was the the last pick and they didn't want to allow the league to have a chance to to snatch him up on waivers and try to sneak him onto the practice squad he made the the 49ers 53 man roster for a reason the 49ers liked a lot of what they saw and it probably has a lot to do with the good things we saw on Sunday not expecting to play Prepared to play in case he needed mm-hmm. to the preparedness, uh, the competitiveness, he looked like he belonged. It was not too big for him. And the fact that Kyle Shanahan had the um, really the, the, the belief that he could just hold down the, the game plan. Cause nothing really looked like it changed much. Croc and I talked about it earlier this week. Yeah. It was pretty, I don't think they changed anything at all in the playbook. They're like, all right, well, Jimmy was going to throw up 37 times. So guess what, Brock, you're going to throw up 37 times.
2: And, and when you, when you look at the spray sh- chart sheet thing, it looks very similar to a Jimmy Garoppolo game. Yeah. And one of our buddies, I want to say, is my guy Jesse, put the spray chart of Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, and Trey Lance. And Trey Lance has looked drastically different where he threw the ball. You see uh, far outside the numbers, like more throws there, more throws downfield. Not a whole lot in the middle of the field. Very few throws there as opposed to the other guys who threw – a lot of throws over the middle. So there is this similar skill set and maybe the way he views the field as uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Or maybe that's just the way that Kyle's calling in and whatnot. But I was listening to Sirius Radio. Every time I pick up my daughter, I'm listening to Sirius Radio. And I think it was Mad Dog Sports or whatever it is. But they get to talking about the 49ers and they're talking about Brock Purdy, of course. And they're like, well, can he do it, etc." Then the guy said, well, I remember this guy Nick Mullins, you know, he came in Thursday night football, lit it up, threw for a bunch of touchdowns. Everybody's going crazy. And then he lost like the next five games. So, uh, wink, do you see anything like that? Where it's like, man, maybe we are excited about this performance. They don't know what to expect. He goes in, maybe he even plays well next game. But do you think at some point the league might say, uh, he doesn't do these things very well. And because he's potentially <laughs> limited, which was why he went seventh yeah. round, uh, maybe they kind of catch up to him or you're like, nope. I love what I saw. And I think we're going to continue to see this. And the 49ers are in good hands to really uh, make a deep playoff run.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you when you look at a guy like Purdy, like I said, he doesn't have a whole lot of zip on the fastball, right? And now they have film on him. The last thing Mike McDaniel and his coaching staff were doing was preparing for Purdy, right? Going to that game. So it was definitely a, a big, a big surprise to them. So you want to, you want to think that he can keep it going, but at the same time, you know you got to know that the league's gonna catch up that's what the league does they get film on somebody like you said they're like oh he can't do this he can't do that let's make him do this Let's, you know he seemed to handle the the blitz pretty well too every time they did that so maybe they're not gonna do that as much maybe there's gonna be more guys in coverage and uh you hope that he can keep it up but you know to think that he's just gonna light the league on fire all of a sudden like that that's maybe a little bit uh drastic thinking
2: I- I will say this because, you know, they were trying to throw the kitchen sink at him. I thought he handled that well, like just the pressure, pressure in his face. They were doing like zero blitzes and he was finding the right guy to throw the ball to. And I was very impressed with kind of, uh, he played with this uh, kind of calmness. Like maybe the moment wasn't too big for him. Mm -hmm. And a lot of guys that are very well prepared, like he was, which I guess you would kind of expect, right? I mean, this is a guy who was like a four year starter at Iowa state. Like he, Played a lot of football. So he understands how to prepare. He's been a starter for so long. Probably right. continues to prepare the same way. And then he goes out there and it's like, well, yeah, I know this stuff like the back of the hand. I've been able to do this. And then he goes out there and he's able to execute, execute to the extent of the 49 being able to win the game. And I, I thought that was, that alone, regardless of, you know, you talk about the zip. I, I said that and people were like, no, he definitely has a big arm. And I'm like, no they hell he doesn't. But I thought even regardless of that, he was – if you're making the right decisions and you're yeah. able to make these anticipatory throws, then it doesn't matter if you don't have the biggest of arms and I think he did that extremely well. Yeah,
0: with yeah, the arms a ton of too. weapons. Well, yeah, having a lot of weapons that you can with a not a strong arm to facilitate that offense. With the short to intermediate, just like Garoppolo did, I think that's really important too. And Croc, when you bring up the arm strength thing, I know like they're NFL quarterbacks and their whole life they've had pretty good arms compared to the rest of the world. You know, compared to us, they've got good arms. Um, (laughs) and you can throw the ball whatever 50 plus yards in the air, but how easy is it? How much does your accuracy wane the further the ball goes? We saw it with two of the balls, you know, kind of get it trying to get it down the field is not as accurate. Can you drop it in the bucket when you need to? Can you take stuff off? Can you really zip those deep throws? Cause I saw your pro day crock and you could throw the ball 50 yards in the air. Right. So it's not on like the d- the <laughs> and, and, and the athleticism, can you beat Brock Purdy's 10 yard split? By the way, I, I looked at his web chart from the draft. Cause I wanted to see, you know, just how he stacked up against other prospects and see who um, which prospects he, he compared to the best. His number one comparable prospect was Baker Mayfield. Because they're both, you know, just over six feet tall, six one, and ran, I think, almost identical four eight, 40 yard dashes, four eight four or something like that. So that was funny that that was his number one comp. They play very different games, very different style, but I think just athletically, that was the the nearest comparison for for Brock Purdy. Um, Baker Mayfield had a better arm, but there's a lot of, I mean, when it comes to arm and 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 comes to how you're built physically, the only thing that he was better than like fortieth percentile. Most of it was like ninth percentile first percentile of you know it was very there wasn't much, a big web graph means you're very athletic a small one means you're not super athletic compared to other guys and his was all small except for one that was all the way up in the 90th percentile which was 10 yard split so Explosive. Out of the yeah. block quick and you can see him get out of the pocket quickly right now he's well, got tons of long speed to go make a bunch of runs but he's functionally athletic in and out of the pocket
2: yeah and you know there are certain metrics that people like to Uh, Measure especially kind of that 10, 20-yard split. That's most important for a lot of these positions when they are testing. How quick can they get out? And you see that kind of translate to his game, being able to spin out and just be explosive enough to kind of get away, free himself up, to make a play on the move. We saw him do that several times in the game. Uh, We talk about the arm strength, and I think a lot of people, when you think of arm strength, they think of throwing the ball 50 yards in the air, but most people can do that, 50, 55 yards. Like, I can do that. But the things I can't do, I can't drive – a deep in breaking route with zip and tight coverage because I don't have that type of arm or mm. I was watching Caleb Williams and uh, it was, or I wasn't watching Caleb. Well, I actually was, I was at the game, but I was watching JTO Sutherland's breakdown and he showed Caleb Williams do this fake and he just flipped this out route out. Right. But the way he was able to do it is no, you have to have an arm to do that. And it wasn't, I mean, it was maybe an eight-yard pass on third down or whatever, seven-yard pass. But he did it without even using his lower body. And Jimmy does this as well, wow. a nice little zip on the intermediate throws. But Caleb, his feet were planted, and he turned sideways, dropped his elbow down, boom, and just fired a missile on the out. And I'm like, wow. And it was impressive enough for JT to see that as well. There are certain things that guys that do have the stronger arm, they can just do these things that you don't even know that you need to be able to do. Until right. you see someone else doing this, like, dang, that is kind of it's
0: kind of cool.
2: <laughs> and you got to play within yourself. And I think Brock Purdy, yeah. does, at least so far, has done a good job of that, like playing within who he is.
0: Yeah, a couple times he's tried to maybe – there is a little playmaker-ishness to him. And a couple times maybe he tried to do too much, especially one time throwing back across his body late over the middle yeah. of the field. That could have been disastrous. Scary um you know he tried to drop a dime in, in tight coverage but it was one-on-one I like I like him taking that chance he could have kind of thrown it over the top into the bucket I didn't throw it there could have or thrown back shoulder. shoulder didn't throw it there either He kind of threw it right into the inside where you don't want inside. go inside and that's where you kind of see okay well he can throw it that far but does your accuracy wane? can he throw it exactly where he needs to when he's trying to push it down the field so hey. we'll see what that ends up looking like for him but I did like the footwork my point was I did like the footwork okay. goes, goes into the preparedness right like it, it looks like he is very prepared and puts in the work which is the first thing you need to be able to do as an nfl quarterback
1: yeah especially like we said in that kyle shanahan offense it's gonna be interesting to see kind of what he puts together for purdy right going into this game and what kind of play you know is it going to be you know, just what we saw going in this game, you know, when he took over for Jimmy Garoppolo, or is it going to be a bunch of different things that we haven't seen yet that maybe they've been running in practice? The best thing I heard, though, after the game from anybody was from Fred Warner. I'm sure you guys talked about it when he's just like, Look, the guy's been going up against the best defense in practice. You know, like he, he's ready.
0: Dude, and that's what yeah. Brock Purdy said, too. He's like, I, and he's like, This week I got to run our playbook because he was playing the scout quarterback for the Dolphins who comes from the same lineage of of plays, right? So he's like, I kind of got to play our playbook against the best defense in the league. So I got to prepare pretty well for this week, even though he was the backup quarterback. Um, Do you remember
2: in training camp when a lot of people were like, uh, Trey Lance, he's, he's been inconsistent in camp, Then come to find out. It's like, well, he's going against the best defense in the NFL the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of that,
0: too, with some of the offensive linemen. It's like, oh, man, Aaron Banks, I don't know if he's ever going to make it. And, you know, didn't play last year. And it's like, well, he's going up against the best defensive line in the league. So uh, that's that's difficult, you know, going up against Kinlaw <laughs> and Armstead and, you know, whoever else, maybe some re- Bosa reps as well for the guard. So, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of those training camp stuff, you can – those reports you can take with a little – not necessarily a grain of salt because you want to see people compete against good players. Cause you're going to see good players in the playoffs. But uh, the 49ers really caused the, the offense, some problems in training camp for a reason. So, um, but Brock Purdy going to get the start this week, Brock Purdy start next week because Baker Mayfield ain't coming. Let's talk more about that. The Rams claim the 49ers non claim of Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo, the latest on his injury. Good news. He could maybe come back for the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. Can they get there next? Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the United States, the UK, Canada. Australia for me. I booked up a Lake Tahoe trip, and guess what? It's snowing, so I got to be able to make sure I've got a four by four, which I do not own. Something that I can jam up in the snow when I head up to Lake Tahoe this weekend. By the way, if anybody's got the hookup on a on a, a place to stay up there that isn't ridiculously priced, let me know on that one uh, because uh, I'm going to be driving in my Turo rented four by four up to Lake Tahoe in the snow. Get a little skiing, get a little relaxation going. You can find a vehicle from a local host in your area for whatever you need to do. A spacious SUV or minivan for that road trip. Maybe a classic or luxury car for a special event or a holiday. An economy car you just need you know, to get on a budget from point A to point B, or maybe test that new electric vehicle as well. See if that fits into your lifestyle. And many Turo hosts can even deliver a car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock or Locked On 49 is your first listen today for your second listen today. Check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights. Only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And by the way, the latest two episodes of Locked On Sports Today featuring me talking about the Niners game, and then today featured me and my co-host on the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, Matt Williamson, talking about a number of things in the NFL. So make sure you check out Locked On Sports today because you might even get a little bit extra of us from time to time. All right, fellas, Baker Mayfield. Are you guys surprised that the 49ers did not put in a claim on Baker Mayfield? They wouldn't have gotten him anyways because the Los Angeles Rams, who were ahead of the Niners in the waiver claim uh, department on the waiver wire, Uh, did claim him and it turns out the 49ers didn't even put in a claim and it turns out nobody else put in a claim either except for the rams the rams are the only team in the nfl to put in put in a claim and he might suit up in two days they're playing thursday night it's tuesday right now he might play that's how bad a shape the rams are in right now just in time to uh, eliminate the rams from
1: playoff contention i mean you love the dumpster fire right as a 49er fan happening down there in la it's so fun to watch and no, I'm, I'm not surprised at all that the 49ers didn't go after Baker Mayfield. I mean, the Josh Johnson thing was a no-brainer. I mean, this is a guy that's been, you know, how many times has he been on the 49ers practice squad, right? I mean, this is the guy that Have We went over this playbook. yesterday, four times. This is the fourth time yeah. he's been up on the San Francisco 49ers roster. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, that just, it made perfect sense. And why would you go and get a guy like Baker Mayfield that this is a tough system to learn and you're going to try to get him involved in it? You know, it's like, nah, you know, you move on from that. He hasn't played well. He's had what, one good season? In the NFL, and you're going to chase that? Like, nah. I, I, I'm glad. I, I somebody threw it at me the other day. I was hopping on my buddy CK's radio show, and he just thought, "Okay, let me ask you. Okay, Baker Mayfield." I just said, "Nope, nope, pass, pass." Like, next question. I don't. I don't even want to talk about it. And if he's I... not going to play. Clearly,
0: better quarterback than anybody else on your roster, then you probably don't want a pain in the ass in your locker room, which it seems really like Baker Mayfield is. Maybe he's mm-hmm. not that, but as far as his public persona and how other teams have treated him, second team in this calendar year that said, nah, we don't really want this guy around, I think that kind of tells you something. Crock was all about Baker Mayfield, but um clearly uh, he was I, out of his mind. All, all him in the Rams, that was Baker. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Crock in the about- ring.
2: Well, all about Baker because I'm more worried about – I mean, I've just watched these 49 quarterbacks just continuously get hurt all the time. I feel mm-hmm. like I can't go a season without guys not getting hurt. And this year we've seen multiple, multiple guys get hurt, right? I mean, matter of fact, the uh, Nick Mullins year, it wasn't just Nick Mullins. It was Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt early on. C.J. Beth had to take over. C.J. Mm-hmm. Beth got hurt. Then Nick Mullins had to come in. Like, we've seen multiple quarterbacks get hurt. And right now you're down to your third string and – I mean, do you like? Is mean, like, do you have to prepare for one? You have to prepare for Brock Purdy not being good, right? Yes. I mean, there is a there's yeah, a no. scenario where it's it man played awesome and then start to look like the last pick in the NFL draft, right? Like, there's a scenario where that is the case, mm-hmm. and with everything that's on the line, if that is the case, I don't want to just be like, all right, well, it is what it is, got to ride with this. I would like to be like, uh, you know what? We appreciate your efforts, Brock but let's go to Baker Mayfield for this last stretch, you know, just to kind of have that in your back pocket. And I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield is this great quarterback, but he's a guy who led a team to the playoffs, won a playoff game, you -hmm. know, early on looked really good. And he's just been in this funk for whatever reason, whether it's his attitude and hopefully he's been able to kind of like, you know, take a step back and say, dang, I have to change. And you go to a team like the 49ers, this ain't the Carolina Panthers. I think this is the team that could change somebody's attitude looking for their last opportunity to potentially make some money next year. So mm. it, it, I, I liked it from that standpoint, more so of you know this insurance for what if Brock Purdy's not the guy? Now, we all hope he is, think he played mm-hmm. well, but is it sustainable? I, I don't know, and but I do know at the very least Baker Mayfield could come in and have some baseline success with the weapons that the 49ers have and this defense and the and, experience.
1: Yeah, you said it right there. He doesn't necessarily need to come in, right, Brock Purdy, and be the man, right? He doesn't need to carry this team on his shoulders or anything. Like he's got weapons around him. Get the ball to Christian McCaffrey. I saw a lot of dump offs. I saw a lot of short Eight stuff. Catches. Like yeah, he made the right calls, right? He made the right plays. And when you have a defense like this, you all he needs to do, Brock Purdy, he needs to go out there and he just he needs to to not lose the games he needs to trent dilfer it up right going back to the 2000 trent dilfer with the with the ravens like just don't be the reason yeah. that the team loses
0: nick Foles, maybe some trick plays there you go A little uh philly special i don't know what you'd call it santa, south bay special down there in in santa clara um he you have to be I, I agree with Croc though the niners have to be realistic in case yeah you're in first place you got to stay in first place. You got to make the playoffs at the very least. Even if you, you stumble a little bit, you, you, you don't want it to, you don't want to have done nothing. And then all of a sudden find out, Oh my gosh, Brock Purdy's not up for this. And well, there it goes. No playoffs this year. Let's try it again next year. Right? So um, I agree with that and we'll see what it looks like with Baker Mayfield. I'm, I don't think he's going to look amazing with the Rams. He would look better probably with the 49ers just because they're in a better spot, but I'm also not surprised that the 49ers didn't put a claim in on him and maybe they would have waited to see what Brock Purdy looked like. And then maybe, you know, signed him if he did clear waivers after this Sunday or something like that. And there is still some things the 49ers could do, but next I think there might be another reason why the 49ers didn't feel the urgency to claim Baker Mayfield. That is because a, they like Brock Purdy and they probably like Josh Johnson as well as his backup for the short term. But could they get Jimmy Garoppolo back? Could they get, trey lance back during the playoffs hmm. let's get to that next bet online is your number one source for sports betting information stats news and analysis this season get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there of course a ton of nfl odds in fact how about this guys some of the latest uh, nfl updates and award changes from bet online odds after 13 weeks of NFL football, the 49ers have fallen now in the odds to win the Super Bowl. They were number three in the NFL and they've dropped a few spots now to uh six or seven, uh, depending on let's see if that's climbed anymore. I don't have it up anymore, but um, they're falling a little bit because they've got a rookie quarterback, right? And there's some other teams playing some good ball right now, in the Bengals in the Dallas Cowboys that are passing them up. Uh defensive player of the year, no changes at the top, but Nick Bosa is closing the gap on Micah Parsons for defensive player of the year. And in my opinion, he has surpassed him after his performance last week. But you can get on a, get in on all of those odds at BetOnline. And it's not just football odds either. You've got basketball, soccer, esports, everything covered at BetOnline.net. Get informed before you make those bets too at BetOnline. If you love podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. I think you got to kind of put a couple bucks in on Brock Purdy for Rookie of the Year, don't you guys? Because if he goes on a run right now, dude, a quarterback is usually who wins those types of awards. And all he has to do is quarterback for a few weeks on on a playoff team, right? And then... Is that better than a full season of Cody Pickett on a a team that's not going to make the playoffs and he hasn't looked amazing? So I don't know. This Brock Purdy story could go in a lot of directions. It could go nuts, but so huge what happens in the next 10 days. You're going against the GOAT, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They're not playing their best ball right now, even though they're in first place in the NFC South. This is the guy with the least amount of playing experience in the league that's starting this weekend versus the guy with the most experience uh, in the league starting games, right? And then short week, at Seattle Seahawks, probably for first place in the NFC West. That's going to be big, and the 49ers might have to really figure something out if, uh, if Brock Purdy goes in the wrong direction over the course of the next two games. But I think the 49ers believe, and maybe this is part of the reason why they didn't put a waiver claim in on Baker Mayfield, that they're going to get Jimmy Garoppolo back. Good news coming from the latest checkups from Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not a Liz Frank injury in his foot, which would have been a longer uh, recovery time. And the new recovery time looks like it's something like six to six or no, seven to eight weeks, which means middle January. We're talking divisional round, NFC championship round that Jimmy Garoppolo might be back and ready to play. And maybe the 49ers are like, look, we're going to get Jimmy back anyway. And guys, if you go back to September 19th, when Trey Lance had his surgery four to six months, where does four Mm -hmm. months land middle of January. Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance could both be ready to go if the 49ers are able to get out of the first round of the playoffs with Brock Purdy in the game. Do you think that had anything to do with the 49ers' plans at quarterback, getting that little bit of uh, knowledge yesterday on Jimmy Garoppolo and the good news there?
1: I mean, I don't think it hurt, right? When I mean, you have the ability to get your guy back, you know, when you're talking about Garoppolo, obviously you you keep that window open. I mean, are they going to put him on IR? Because I think that's the big problem, right, is that they only have two more spots for guys that can return, you still got Kinlaw and you still got Mitchell, right? So that would make it three. And then, you know, there, there's also the Trey Lance stuff, too. So you'd have to figure out a way who who of those, you know, four guys would you actually be bringing back? And does that go through the Super Bowl? Or does it end at the end of regular season?
0: I, I assume it goes through the playoffs and you could still bring people back from injured reserve. And I, I don't think there's like a new protocol Doesn't that like goes through but I would have to I would have to look that up but I, I would think someone would have brought that up already with all the uh, the Garoppolo stuff in, in the last 24 hours. Um, I'll go through the IR stuff right now. So Jimmy Ward has already returned. Jordan Willis has already returned. Elijah Mitchell's already returned once and is back on IR. Colton McKivitt has returned Aziz Alshair has returned and Curtis Robinson has returned. Do you think the 49ers might re- be regretting bringing back Curtis Robinson from IR because you know he's you know special teams guy. Doesn't really impact the defense at all as a linebacker. And he was actually inactive, I think, last week. Wasn't he a scratch anyway? So um, I wonder if they wish they had one more return spot. Because you can have eight. And they've used six of their short-term IR slots already this year. They have Javon Kinlaw out there, who Kyle Shanahan said this week could be ready to practice at some point soon. Uh, And then Elijah Mitchell, who they, uh, they probably expect to get back before the end of the regular season, and at least for a playoff run. And then you have Trey Lance, who Kyle Shanahan has said uh, he has been told. Here's the newest thing about about Trey Lance that is interesting. And this is from Tim Kawakami. Tim Kawakami asked Kyle Shanahan straight up. He said, look, with Garoppolo's injury now, if there was any way Trey Lance could make it back by the playoffs, would you? And Kyle Shanahan had said, from what I've been told, no. He's not physically able to. If he could, hell yeah. But right now, I've been told no on that. But look, he's inquiring. It's in that four month. When it hits that four month mark, we've already seen Trey Lance throwing in pregame warmups next to the dudes. You know, he's in street clothes. He's not able to play or anything like that, but he's walking around on his surgically repaired ankle and he's moving around and he's at least at hitting what he needs to be hitting in his rehab right now. Maybe even be ahead of schedule. If he's ready to go and Jimmy's not and Brock Purdy's not looking great. I wonder if Trey Lance could come back. I think it's much, much less likely. That Trey Lance comes back, but... Um, That's tough, got, though,
2: right? It's yeah. like, hey, you've been out since September, but come back and save the season. You haven't yeah, practiced yeah. with the team. And, you haven't
0: thrown... Check this out. At this point, by the end of the regular season, Brock Purdy will have way more experience than Trey Lance. Yeah. In right, the NFL, right. <laughs> and already had a ton more... Uh, uh, Brock Purdy played more in just college by himself, by itself than he had more pass attempts in college than Trey Lance has ever had including college, high school, and NFL combined. So Brock Purdy, after he plays a couple more NFL games, will just have period, and he's older, by the way, uh, even though he's a rookie, uh, will have more experience than Trey Lance. So if he plays well enough to be winning playoff games, I'd be surprised if Trey Lance is the one that comes back, but maybe in an emergency situation. Is he older than Lance? Yes. Yep. Lance is 22, Brock Purdy 23,
1: I believe. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And... The Niners need to make another move, right? They need to bring in another quarterback like on the practice squad or something?
0: Well, they do. So they brought in Jacob Eason to the practice squad. He's kind of the reverse uh, version of Brock Purdy where he's like kind of raw and Mm -hmm. wild, but has a big arm. And he's already bounced around a little bit in his NFL career. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would be... Jimmy Garoppolo is the interesting one because... It'll tell us a lot, I think this week, and usually these types of things happen at the end of the week. they'll put guys on IR and then bring somebody in to replace them on the on the roster. but they already brought in they already signed uh, I think it's official that they already signed Josh Johnson, and they didn't yeah, put the Jimmy on IR one. to bring in Josh Johnson so I, if Jimmy doesn't go on IR. They're telling you right there what they think. They're like, well, we're going to bring back our guys that we can bring back from IR, and we're not putting Jimmy on it because we want to be able to bring those guys back, and we'll just have Jimmy inactive, and we think he's probably going to come back. So that's something to watch later Mm -hmm. in the week if, if Jimmy does indeed not go on injured reserve before the game Sunday. I just, I mean, at this point, like whether it's Mr. Irrelevant, right, the last pick in the NFL draft as a rookie, leads your team to the super bowl or the redemption story on again, off again, Jimmy Garoppolo going and and winning the ring. I feel like this story has to end with something crazy. This is the most (laughs) nuts thing. And I can't believe guys that we have an opportunity to, to cover this team because this is some amazing stuff. Like we're going to be telling our kids and grandkids about, that, you know, the 2022 San Francisco 49ers and all the madness. And so I'm not going to say that Trey Lance can't even come back and be a part of this or Jimmy Garoppolo can't be a part of this or the 49ers can't go win something with a seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, who's already, by the way, become one of the most relevant, one of mo- one of these most important NFL players in history that was Mr. Irrelevant. First one to ever complete a pass against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Had some garbage time a few weeks ago. First one to throw a touchdown pass, Right. Like Mr. Irrelevance, haven't done a heck of a lot in the NFL history. So he, he's already like the best in Mr. Irrelevant in NFL history. It's, it's crazy Jeez. what's going on with this team right now. And so nothing will ever, ever shock me with this team. I even tweeted out earlier today, guys, that uh, we might see Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brock Purdy on the field at the same time during the Super Bowl. Like that, this is, <laughs> this is we're entering some crazy territory here.
2: Now that part I think about, you know, because you start talking about Trey Lance and his recovery. And I mean, if you're in the Super Bowl, is there a chance he suits up, you know? Now again, if you have like
0: five months from Lance's surgery, like if he can come back and he's on the path and maybe a little early, that'll be right in the middle of that four to six month window. If there's other disastrous stuff that happens, you know, it's not impossible. And Garoppolo will definitely be past the eight week mark at that point because that'll be even a couple extra weeks past the uh, the NFC Championship game and which is around the 8 week, seven eight week mark.
2: Yeah, from, from my understanding, he could come back around the, the uh, divisional round. Now, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think he's looking
2: at this team, and but it's like you you have to get to the divisional round, right?
0: You, like, you, you have to the playoffs get, first. At the very minimum, Brock Purdy is going to have to get you to the playoffs and win one game. And if he's Mm -hmm. playing that well, do you even replace him too? Like, those are the other parts of the conversation. But, Wink, like at this point, are are you even shocked at all that both Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo's timelines for the early end is the same week in January, (laughs) right? you said it
1: you said it it's one of those seasons right where everything's just kind of crazy it's been the season of injuries yet again right for the 49ers it's amazing what D'Amico Ryans has done with this defense all all season long and what Nick Bosa's doing he's you know he, he might be up there if he keeps this up for the you know the next four or five weeks I mean you could be have this guy in the MVP discussion not necessarily just the defensive player of the year discussion so because he took over that game in the second half like that was just incredible what he did. So, yeah, I mean, why not bring them all back? Let's have all three out there with the Super Bowl. Let's go. Just insanity. Just insanity
0: covering this team every single day. There is never a dull moment. And there's especially never a dull moment on our Winky Wednesday episodes. Nick, thanks for jumping on with us once again. My pleasure, guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you check out Peacock and Williamson NFL show daily. And my boy, Crock doing Locked On NFL Draft every single day right here. Big Sock Brock, Locked On 49ers.
1: See ya.